Hey there, folks. I'm very excited. My new book, Is Atheism Dead?, is in my hands. It launches officially on October 19th. Please pre-order a copy at ericmetaxas.com or Amazon, and please tell your friends. Thank you. Folks, guess what? Did you guess? Did you guess? Yep. John Zmirak is my guest. John Zmirak, welcome to the program. Thanks, Eric. It's an honor to be on after Larry Taunton. What a fun guy. I had the honor of meeting him by because by accident, he was staying at the same hotel you were staying at where we were having dinner in South Lake, Texas. In the, in the Dallas area. That's right. I'll never forget it. I was hanging out with you and there's Larry Taunton. What the heck? And we had a wonderful conversation. He and you and a tiny handful of others are, are the heroes uh, I'm privileged to call friends in this time. We need to stick together. We need to stand up for the truth. There are many Americans that are looking to us. Uh, I talk to them on planes. Uh, I, uh, I, I know that they are, they're, they're worried about the times in which we live. And I know that God has allowed us the privilege of encouraging them and speaking the truth. You, um, well, people listening to the program know that an hour or one, I talked to Larry about the column, the article that he wrote in The Spectator, about this issue, uh, he uses David French. It's not simply to single out David French, but it's an issue about how some Christians think and how right. it's not only faulty, but but it's become very, very damaging. It's very right. harmful, and we need to correct it. And by God's grace, folks like uh, uh, David French and others will see this error by God's grace, I hope. But you yourself uh, have written an article dealing with Larry's article and with this issue. So uh, you write at stream, stream.org, the stream. Let's talk about that first and then we'll do something really fun, but we don't want to give it away. Go ahead. All right. I'm talking not just about David French, but some of the other writers who resemble whose arguments resemble his names like Russell Moore, Rod Breyer, Ed Stetzer, uh, Michael Gerson, people who were spectacularly and publicly anti-Trump at the time of a very close election. And, and during when it was coming up to a very close election where the balance was between electing this, the, the secret committee formerly known as Joe Biden, this monstrosity that's happening around us that Joe Biden is the sock puppet for, or voting for an imperfect candidate who made mean tweets, but tried to save babies, tried to protect Christians in the Middle East, tried- Is that a bear or a lawnmower? Donald Trump, I have my criticisms, Eric, you have yours. They're all things we wish he'd done differently. They were all different things we would wince at or criticize, you know, because he's a human being, a fallen human being. He only signed three hats for me, and I will never forgive him for that. I just want to be open, okay? That's when he just, he fell in my eyes. If he just signed another hat, but you know what? He's a human being. He makes mistakes. I have more substantive issues. He didn't dismantle the deep state. He he could have developed a pro-life vaccine instead of an abortion-tainted vaccine. There were there were serious substantive criticisms to make of Donald Trump. He trusted people like Nikki Haley. All that aside, compare that to the secret committee formerly known as Joe Biden. Compare that to the guy who's compromised by communist China who handed Afghanistan 
over to China and her ally, the Taliban. Um, I am staggered that anyone, anyone Christian, takes seriously people who preened about their own Christian witness uh, and said they couldn't support an imperfect man, Donald Trump, against an almost perfect evil, which is today's Democrat Party. It's it's like saying, oh, no, I can't support Constantine. I'm going to embrace Diocletian. I can't embrace Charlemagne. He's got two wives. I'm just going to let the Muslims over in Europe because that is the purity of my Christian witness. Well, John, isn't the theolo- there, there are a lot of theological issues, but one of them, Christianity is religion. Bonhoeffer writes about this a lot. It's 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 about this world. In other words, we're not supposed to separate. There's the spiritual and this is the dirty world in which we live. We are supposed to import the things of God into this world. We're not to eschew this world. We're not to eschew the physical, the corporeal. Um, But you find this heresy within Christianity. And this is an example of it. And it attracts. It attracts a certain kind of person, a certain kind of person who wants to live in a private fantasy world populated only by just the kind of people that they proactively select, only interacting with people who who meet their personal sensibilities. I call these these men the sorority of beta dogma stigma. Beta because they are they are obviously betas. Dogma because they rope religion into it and stigma because they operate by shame and shunning and ostracism, just like the catty women that they really are. Well, it's a pharisaical impulse. Uh, It is an anti-gospel impulse. And look, we're all guilty of everything. So this is not to point fingers. It's to try to call our brothers and sisters out of this error. Please, uh, Try to stay. Don't 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 just get angry at us. Try to understand the point we're making because it's very it's become so important right now. The idea, John, that we have, I mean, disaster is the only word you can use. We have wild disasters all across the world and the nation. We have supply chain issues. Christmas is going to be destroyed. The airlines are in chaos. I sat waiting for a pilot to show up for three and a half hours yesterday uh, at Delta. I mean, everywhere you look, there's- The FBI- Sorry? The FBI is going to be used to investigate parents who speak up at school boards. Now we find out after their daughters were raped at the school. That Well, you've you've written about that. So people wake up that if you voted for Biden or you didn't vote for Trump, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, this is on you. This is on you. Don't pretend there's neutral. There's no neutral. There's no neutral. You can't pretend you can be neutral. The the, the quote uh, I mentioned earlier that this, uh, the Bonhoeffer poster is available at mystore.com. And that famous quote, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. You can't say, oh, I didn't say anything. You are guilty, folks. And so you can either repent or you can double down. Eric, I wrote in. Evan McMullen in crayon for president of Equestria. 
I think that's good enough. I think I did my duty by writing Evan McMullen in crayon in rainbow colors with a picture of a unicorn. And that was my protest against Donald Trump's harsh sense of humor and unwinsome tweets. I don't know who's getting that joke, but thank you. Well, here's what I wrote about in my, I loved Larry Taunton's column and I didn't want to just pirate it and just quote it. So I, I, I told people, go read it. This is awesome. Here's what I have to say about it. People like David French, the members of that sorority, Beta Dogma Stigma, they are caught up in the deadly sin of vainglory. They are sitting in front of a, of a, a lit up mirror with the bulbs, you know, the kind you would see in a traditional ladies powder room, but more like a Hollywood dressing room. And they are perfecting their hair and their makeup because they, it's all about them. They are Christian witness. By that, they mean I'm going to step forth on stage like Laurence Olivier playing Hamlet in front of the royal family up in the royal box up there at Covent Garden. And everyone is looking at me and my public Christian witness. And if I move astray, if I raise an eyebrow the wrong way, it could traumatize people for the rest of their natural lives. So I must be very careful how I appear and how, you know, what the president's doing and wars and things, you know, there are people dying all over. How does that reflect on, on how I look here up on stage to all those who look to me as a model for Christian witness. It's all about them. They are Gloria Swanson in Sunset Boulevard, staring into a big bright mirror, begging Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close up, Mr. DeMille. I want you to think of that every time you see the, the words David French, but also think of the Vichy French who collaborated with the Germans because he has gone over to that point. David French actually sided with Merrick Garland on investigating the parents at, who go to school board meetings and oppose critical race theory. Which now, is now, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. How is it possible that he would side with Merrick Garland on that issue? Are we I don't know, maybe he got 20, 20 struck, seconds. He got, maybe his head got struck by lightning. Ask David French, but I can show you the screenshots from Twitter where he's siding with Merrick Garland. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to go to a break. We're talking to John Zmirak. We need your help in all kinds of ways. Uh, order my book. Uh, please uh, go to uh, mystore.com, mypillow.com, nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC. We are so grateful uh, to all of you. Thank you. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to John Zmirak. What more do you need to know? John Zmirak, what's on your mind? Well, I was writing about the subject of atheism. And, and of course, I thought about your book and, and I wanted to write something about an argument that's always bothered me. And you sum it up very well in the book, Is Atheism Dead? But um, you don't go into the depth of refuting it uh, because you can't do everything, okay? You, you, go, you, you talk about biblical archeology span and cosmology and biology. Well, this is a piece of epistemology that the atheists consistently slip past us in what I can only describe as a con game. And I've got a piece going live at stream.org called Atheism is a Con Game Like Selling the Brooklyn Bridge, okay? Okay, and now you're not, you're not kidding. You're being funny. 
but the, but there are many things. Look, in my book, by no means do I, you know, refute atheism at every pass. I, I'm just trying to make some points. But this point, which which you make, uh, is very important to understand that what uh, atheism's off atheists often say is simply not logical. Even though they often say we believe in logic, we believe in reason. Uh, so okay, so so talk well, about that a little right, bit more. Right. Some of the most prominent atheists out there are are what you would call materialists, where they don't believe that the mind has any existence independent of the brain. The mind is simply the side effect of brain neurons firing. It's just a side effect. The way a shadow is a side effect of light. A shadow is not real. It's a side effect of light. Uh, our feeling that we have a self, that we have a mind, that we have free will, all these things are illusions created by the reality. And the reality is neurons going ping, 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 shooting each other in a chemical soup that is our brains that does not have access to truth with a capital T. Uh, it's simply a device for a trousered ape to survive and reproduce. That's it. We, we emerged as a result of random mutations and, and natural selection. And there's nothing about our brain that reflects some greater truth. It's just a survival machine. This is a little hard to follow in some ways, I can see, because it, it is very deep, because all of us associate ourselves with ourselves and others. We don't, we don't ever think, uh, I'm just a brain, and, and once I die, I don't exist. We all know inherently that there's something more to it. The idea of truth and goodness and beauty and transcendence and God, there's probably something to that. Atheists say, absolutely not. You're living in an illusion if you believe that. Okay. So right. you wrote a piece, and, they deny, and most importantly, they deny that our that we were made by a designer, and that our minds are are real, and that they are devices for finding truths, for reflecting the truth in the world the way a mirror reflects light. They don't believe that the the, the brain is just an organ, the way the prostate is, and the way the prostate secretes certain chemicals. The brain secretes the illusion of consciousness and the illusion of, I, of truth. I talked, I okay, now in our next segment, John has written up a beautiful dialogue. It's even a, it, it, I think it, it goes beyond Socrates. Uh, it's a beautiful dialogue. Uh, I will play the role of me, which I've been practicing for years and it's not easy, but I've mastered it. And he's going to be playing the role of somebody from the MacArthur Foundation who give out those genius grants, quote unquote. But before we we do this dialogue, which is really chronic, crazy and funny, um, I want to say this is one of the central arguments against the idea of atheism. And, and John, you you've talked about it many times. I talk about it briefly in my book. In fact, at the stream, you excerpted what I wrote about this at the yeah. stream. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, but I, I want to say that it was really John Lennox, uh, whom I quote many times in my book, uh, who really turned me on to this idea. Because most of us don't think about this. The mind, the brain, what, what's the difference? Right. And you've, you've summed it up. The brain is just this pink, squishy, gray organ 
And like atheists would have you believe there is no you beyond that squishy thing. Right. And maybe that's true, except it's not. But we have to make that point clear. And there's a lot of anecdotal information. I mean, there are people who say I was, I died on the operating table, but when they said my body and brain were dead, I floated above the table and I saw what the doctors were doing and I saw this and I saw that and I reported on it later. Well, the doctors have no explanation because according to their materialistic, atheistic worldview, that's not possible. So there's all kinds of anecdotal information, but it goes beyond that. Philosophically, what the atheists are saying doesn't make sense. And John, you in this dialogue, which we're going to read in a minute, you you make that point. Uh, we've got about a minute left in this segment. What else should we say here? Um, let, let me tell people um, what I've been telling them incessantly. Uh, folks, it's important that you pre-order the book. Uh, we're living in a hostile world. People don't like books like this to get out there, to get on bestseller lists. Uh, if you like what's in it, uh, if you want to help promote it, if you want to give it to friends, you can get it at a ridiculously cheap price at metaxastalk.com. If you scroll down on that book page to the Baker link or other links, it's $14.97. That's literally 45% off. This price will not last. So this is why I'm repeating it so much because I want you uh, to buy as many copies as you want at the best possible price. Check it out. When we come back, John and I are going to do a magical dialogue just for you. Don't go away. Okay. Great. Great. 730. 730. So you set it up and we'll go right into it. Okay, John? Okay. Anything else you want to say before that or do you want to just do that? Let's let, 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 just give me a, like a two second intro and I'll explain what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll read the bold face parts. Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to act like I'm really going to be into this. I'm going to chew the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here we go, Albin. This is the 7.30. And then, of course, we can talk about anything you want after this. Whatever you, we, can, we can continue talking about it. We can talk about something new or whatever you want to do. Here we go. Okay. All right. Hey there, folks. Remember I told you that John Zmierich had written a glorious Socratic-type dialogue featuring me playing the role of me, uh, and John will play the role of some... Uh, evil person at the MacArthur Foundation, I think, something along those lines. John, what, what else should we say before we go into this? We're going to act this out That's with, right. with this, all of our hearts. This dialogue illustrates the nonsensical nature of atheists' claim that the human mind is just a side effect of the brain, the way certain chemicals are a side effect of the prostate. Um, the idea that the brain is just an organ and consciousness and our search for truths are just an illusion, like something in the matrix that we think is there, but it is not really there. Okay. So think of that, have that argument in the back of your mind as we act out the following dialogue. Okay. Imagine your phone rings and it's an unfamiliar number, but your caller ID says something impressive. It's like genius grants dispensing division, MacArthur foundation. Now, obviously you have to answer that call. And here's how the call goes. Hello, my name is Professor Paul Pennyfeather of the MacArthur Foundation, and I have a very special message for you. For for me? Uh, Why? Because our foundation exists to promote science, technology, social justice, and public awareness, and there's something you need to be aware of. 
Oh, so I, I guess you don't have a, like a grant for me or anything. Of course not. You're no genius. You're just someone who answers phone calls from total strangers. Uh, hey, that hurts, but uh, guilty as charged, I guess. So what exactly are you calling to tell me? I'm here to tell you that all telephone service worldwide has gone down due to a targeted EMP blast conducted by terrorists using stolen Chinese technology. Only the terrorists now have the power to make telephone calls because of that same technology. We thought you deserve to know. In fact, we're letting everyone know. Do not trust any phone calls you receive. They are terrorist propaganda or worse. Wait a minute. How is this possible? You're not in with the terrorists using their same technology, are you? No, of course not. This is a public service message from one of the largest philanthropic foundations on earth. We're only trying to protect the public from fraud and calls for panic. Wait then, so how are you making this call if you're not in with the terrorists? Sir, I told you, we are the MacArthur Foundation. I, I know, but you just said that all phone service is down except for unreliable messages from terrorists. Obviously, that does not apply to this phone call. Someone with a scientific education would realize that. Wait, how does science have anything to do with what we're talking about? We consult with and fund some of the leading researchers on Earth and work closely with the faculty of the top universities in the U.S. and around the world. Harvard, Yale, MIT, Stanford professors serve on our consulting committees, I'll have you know. Well, Yes, but I still don't get how that's relevant to what we're discussing. Based on what you yourself just said a minute ago, I have no reason to trust you. Your reaction here is disappointing, but it doesn't really surprise me. We've gotten similar answers from fundamentalist churches, extremist mosques, and people without college educations. I'm sorry to see here that you share their emotion-driven anti-science stance. I'm thankful that attitudes like yours do not prevail in public schools so that at least the next generation will be exposed to a rational evidence-based worldview. But sir, you, you clearly have just contradicted yourself. Good day, dial tone. He hung up on me. Son of a gun. Okay, that ends the performance and scene. <laughs> John, uh, you, you know, I, I'm wondering how many people were, were, were able to really get that because you're, you know, you're one of those too clever by half people. Now, people are saying that to me. <laughs> what? People are always saying that to me. I don't know, because it's obviously true. I have that problem with jokes. Like, I'll joke a little bit over the edge in a way that people are like, well, well, wait a minute, what part were you joking about? It was confusing. But what you're saying is what I think C.S. Lewis has said. I think Chesterton, C.S. Lewis has said it and John Lennox has said it. Let me explain it really quickly. Yeah, go ahead. When a scientific materialist tells you there is no such thing as the human mind, there's just a brain squirting juice, um, he is assuming that you have a mind that is open to truth and rational argument. He is assuming all the things that the Christian worldview takes for granted and demonstrates. He is assuming that in the beginning was the word. If, if, the, if, the, if it wasn't a word in the beginning, words would not make sense. 
if we didn't have minds that are transcend just a prostate squirting secretions, you wouldn't be able to explain atheist materialism. Uh, seriously, take someone's prostate and try to explain materialism to the prostate and see how much the prostate gets out of it. That's the human brain on the atheist materialist view. They are saying your brain doesn't work. It's exactly like saying calling someone up to tell him his phone service is out. The fact that he can hear you proves that you're lying. That's that's exactly right. And again, it's so confusing because we all operate the way we operate. So if somebody starts talking to you about something like this, you just go along with it. But what you have done is that hey, according to your premises, according to your premise, there's no reason that this thing called my brain should be able to apprehend truth. If you who are talking to me have a brain, there's no reason you should care about truth or be able to apprehend truth or communicate truth because you don't even believe in truth because truth uh, is a fake construct. And yet you're assuming that we can both have this logical conversation. I, I tell there's you- one exception. There's only yeah. one exception. The only truth that the human brain can actually convey that is beyond just being a, a sweat gland or a lymph node, the only truth it can know is atheism. Apart from that, our brains cannot, they're not truth-seeking you know, spirits, they are just survival machines, but they can know one truth, which is atheism. But beyond that, that's, that's all. That's I don't even think that's true, but uh, fortunately, <laughs> we're, we're, we're out of time. We, we've got a few minutes left, folks, with John Zmirak. Uh, don't forget to go to metaxistalk.com and give to ADF. We need your help. Give monthly uh, if that makes it easier. But please, folks, go there and help. ADF at metaxistalk.com. Folks, we've got a few minutes left with John Zmirak. John, what should we talk about? Well, what about the fact that the Attorney General of the United States uh, thinks that parents who speak up at school board meetings against critical race theory, which is just Marxism and blackface, by the way. That's all it is. That's all you need to uh, And people who speak up against that are domestic extremists and potential terrorists. He said, I want, I want to say parenthetically, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not push back against this, okay, this is so despicable. You need to show up in droves at these meetings. Feel free to raise your voice. Feel free to threaten them. I don't mean physically, but the idea that you have allowed them to educate your kids and you have every right, according to the Constitution and to God's laws, to be able to control what your kids learn. And if you right. back down, you become part of the problem. Do not let them intimidate you. Um, Terry McAuliffe, running for governor of Virginia, actually said during a debate, parents shouldn't be telling schools what to teach. Well, that sums it up, doesn't it? That sums it all up. If you, you have the Virginia, kids, if you, you live in Virginia and you don't vote for Youngkin, folks, I got to tell you, I'm going to say it again. You're part of the problem. We are living in desperate times. Terry McAuliffe saying that, I, I, I have no words. This is mind blowing that there are people who are going to pull the lever for a man who believes that the government basically owns your children. That's yeah. what we're talking about. That's it. Yeah, basically, they're like foster pets. 
that you get to care for, but if it turns <laughs> out you're not a good home, they'll move somewhere else. They're not even like adopted dogs. They're just foster pets, okay? Uh, Merrick Garland did this announcement that well, the National School Boards Association have told us that they're being subject to terroristic threats from white nationalist, ex extremist, dangerous militia types. You know the kind of gibberish rhetoric they go on about. Um, it turns out, first of all, Merrick Gardenland's son-in-law or his daughter's husband makes millions selling critical race theory materials to public schools. Uh-oh. Wow. Yeah, that sounds a little bit like a conflict of interest. Jimmy Hoffa stuff. That I mean, sounds I like corruption. At I wish the highest Merrick, levels in the Biden administration. I wish Merrick Garland would just go up there and say, look, I got these tomatoes that fell off a truck. I'm making you a good deal. You don't want the deal. That's fine. But, you know, maybe you'll wake up. You don't feel so good. Maybe your knees, they don't work no more. Huh? Huh? What about it? Huh? I'm the attorney general of the freaking United States of America. I mean, if, well, wait, if it Americans, gets worse. Yeah, go ahead. It gets worse, Eric. Go, go. Now we find out that the origin of these so-called terrorist claims about parents at school board meetings was a guy, a plumber, whose daughter got raped in the in the ladies' room by a transgender guy who was in there because liberals say you can use any bathroom you want. He raped her. The school covered up the rape, stuck up for the kid. It turned out that this, this transgender girl, a guy in drag, had already raped another girl, and the schools, schools had covered that up too. So you've got a serial rapist with a beard in a dress haunting the girl's bathroom at, a, at this public school, and the father, who goes to the school board meeting to speak up about it, they drag him out of the meeting before he gets to say what happened to his daughter. That is the incident that led Merrick Garland to say we need to investigate the parents. So their government schools are letting tranny perverts rape our daughters in the bathrooms. And their response, if you talk about it, you're a terrorist. I'm telling you, things were not this bad in communist Poland in 1978. That's how bad the Democrats are. They are not our fellow citizens who are mistaken. They are our enemies. Like George the Third soldiers. This is, this is unfortunately true. And I beg you, folks, take a stand, get in the fight, uh, go to mystore.com, get a Bonhoeffer poster to encourage yourself. If you are silent in the face of this evil, you have become complicit with the evil. Folks, we all need to stand up. John, God bless you. You too.